Welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb. I am your host, Katerina Boranova. In today's episode, I want to talk about failure, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because everyone has experienced failure in some shape or form, and me, recently, I've experienced a quite a bit of failure, and I want to share some of my tips on how I've made failure my bitch. Now, before we dive into the world of failure, let's take a moment to be grateful for something. Take a moment now, wherever you are, whether you're driving in your car or taking your dog for a walk, what are you grateful for in this moment? For me right now in this moment, I am very grateful that I am able to take the time and have the finances to pursue my architecture exams. I was actually out for coffee with a friend the other day and we were talking about my architecture exams, which of course is a topic I have been sharing a lot on this podcast because these exams have been taking up a lot of my time and my energy the past few years. And I was telling her how these exams are extremely hard and not only are they hard, but they're financially, emotionally, mentally hard. Each exam is $235 and the study material that goes along with it. I have spent thousands of dollars just on these exams. And I've read on the NCARB forum, there's a blog where forum or blog type-esque place where other NCARB candidates share their experiences. And I've heard stories of people having to take out loans for these exams or there's single parents who are working full-time that are pursuing these exams. And one of the last few times during my exam when I was like, oh, I can't believe I have to study for this exam, I thought, you know, let's take a moment to be grateful that I am not a single parent working. I have an amazing support system. I have the finances to pursue these exams. So it's not, oh, I have to take these exams, but it's I can and I am able to. And so, for example, like this is when you have a hard time in your life or you see something that you have to do that you don't want to do, take a moment to think on, wow, I have to do this thing. I may not want to do it, but if it gets me to my goal or maybe it's easier for me to do than for somebody else who is less fortunate, it really puts things into perspective and makes you grateful that you are able to pursue whatever you're doing or do whatever task it is. Like for me, it's my exams. They take up hours of my time. I spend on weekdays three hours studying, on weekends up to six hours a day studying sometimes. It really takes up a chunk of my time and that's something I'm grateful for is the support system I have as well. So all-encompassing is when you have a hard task ahead of you, take a moment to see what you can take out of it that will bring you some gratefulness and gratitude because it will change your perspective on whatever it is that you have to do. So as I've mentioned, I'm in the midst of my architecture exams, and just to catch you up on speed, if you haven't listened to some of my other episodes, is to become a licensed architect in the United States is you have to go through a four or through a five-year program 
or four plus two, which is four years of undergraduate, two years of master's. And there are a total of six exams nationwide. And because I live in the beautiful state of California, I have an extra exam. And these exams are hard as hell. To be a licensed architect, you have to pass all of these exams. And like I mentioned, California, you have the additional exam. I believe it's also New York and Florida have their own state exams. Also on top of this, you have to have, I want to say, 2,800 hours behind you working under a licensed architect. Now, these exams, I would say, are at about the same level as the bar for a lawyer, but we have to take it seven times, not once. These exams are literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do. My five-year program of architecture school doesn't even compare to these two tests. And the sad thing is, is the pass rate for these exams is around 50% nationwide as an average, just to give you an idea. And most people don't pass their first time. So as I'm recording this, I have taken 18 exams. So 18 times $235, that's a lot of money. And of those 18, I have failed 13. So the odds have not been in my favor. Like I said, these exams have absolutely been hard. And when I first started out, I failed six in a row. I tried taking a different one to see if I could pass, and I just couldn't do it. So as you can see, I know a thing or two about failure. But I've wanted to be an architect since I was about 10 years old, and it's a dream of mine to have my own firm, so I'm going to keep pushing. I've passed five now, so I have two more left. I'm gearing up to start studying for my next one. So after failing 13 times, I have gone through a variety of emotions. Angry, sad, depressed, frustrated, disappointed. And looking back though, each failure has taught me something and I've gained a better perspective on failure, I believe, especially after so many times of putting in effort, putting in a lot of hard work and then not having the outcome that I want because it's very hard to be working on something like my architecture exams and I go into work every day to work on architecture. I work at an architecture firm. I'm immersed in this world of architecture. And then to be studying for the same thing that I'm working on every day, day in and day out, and to study for it and then fail is really hard emotionally. There were definitely times, there was a time I felt like giving up, to be honest. And it took a lot for me to go, no, I'm going to keep doing this because I don't give up. I'm going to work hard. I want this. This is a goal of mine. But there's definitely moments where it was hard and giving up was seemed like the easy out because it was getting draining and just frustrating to know that the thing I'm doing, the thing I want to do, the thing I've wanted to do since I was 10 years old, I study for that same thing and then I fail. So the other day I was reading about Phoebe Denevor. I think that's how you say her name. She plays Daphne Bridgerton on the Netflix show Bridgerton. And I was reading a quote that she was saying she has a fear of failure and just anxiety and stress over it. And when I read that, I was just wanted to give her a hug because yes, you can be afraid of failure, but when you allow that fear 
it can hinder the progress that you can make or the goals that you want to achieve because when you're afraid of it, what is that? It's just fear. It brings you down. And so don't be scared of failure. Embrace it. Everybody fails. Everybody fails. Failure is just part of the human journey, right? And when you kind of think about it, failure is like taking a shit. Everybody does it. It happens to everybody. So it's just the way you approach failure and how you let failure affect you and affect on what you're working towards. Because yes, BB is fearful of failure, but I just want to tell her, what are you afraid of? What is the worst thing that could happen if you fail? So then you just get up and you try again. But obviously it's easier said than done. So I've compiled kind of a list of things that have helped me make failure my bitch. So let's dive in. All right, so you failed. Here's what you do. Step one, let's let it all out. Okay, you failed. The first exam I failed, I cried, called my mom, spent an hour crying with her on the phone, hung up, and then continued to cry again. By the second or third fail, there were definitely fewer tears. And I think about the time I hit my fourth, fifth, even sixth fail, I didn't have any tears left. At that point, it was mostly glasses of wine to help ease the pain. Kidding, but not really. (laughs) Once you get over the first fail, the next one doesn't hurt as bad. And I know this sounds harsh, but it's the advice I gave one of my friends who was also working on her architecture exams while I've been doing mine. She agreed. She agreed that after the first fail, it did get easier. There were less tears, less frustration, less anger. Now, when you find out that you failed, you may feel angry, sad, frustrated, annoyed. Whatever emotion it is, feel it. Let it out. Let that emotion go. Because once you've released whatever stress you were holding onto, you will feel a sense of relief. Letting that emotion go. Again, you think it's easier said than done, but you have to feel the feeling, the feeling of whatever it is that this failure gave you. Accept it, allow it, whatever it's tears, frustration, anger, if you need to go to a kickboxing class, or if you need to go for a long walk, or if you need to scream into a pillow, let that emotion go. Because once you let it go, you can move on to the next step, which is step two. I call this the RE, the RE. Reset, regroup, reorganize. You've got all your emotions out. So now it's time to strategize and come up with a new game plan. Look back at what you did in the past to see what you need to change. You can learn a lot from your past mistakes and use those to your benefit. When it came to my studying, I looked at how many hours I put in. Could I have studied harder on certain topics? And overall, what could I have done better? And this was something I realized possibly my 10th or 11th exam in. This wasn't a thought that came right away after the first or second failure. But I started to think, okay, clearly I failed. What lesson did I learn from this failure? And how can I take what I've learned? Why I didn't pass? What should I learn from this? Because... You're always learning. We're always growing and evolving, right? That's also part of another part of the human experience. And when you don't grow, when you don't learn and you push boundaries for yourself, you can't achieve the goals that you want. You become stagnant. And 
So there's been a few exams where I've right away been like, yes, you know what? I definitely didn't study this or I should have really pushed harder on this topic. I don't think I understood it as much as I could have. One time I thought that I could rely heavily on manifesting the past, that I spent more time trying to manifest the past than I did actually studying. So you've reset, you've regrouped, you've reorganized. You're ready for step three, do the work. So now that you have a plan, it's time to implement it. Make sure you put in the hours and time. Like I said, I thought that manifesting my desires and dreams would help me achieve passing my exam. But if you don't put the work in, the universe, God, or whatever you believe in won't know how much you want it. Deep down, you need to want it so bad. And of course, there will be days that you'll feel like giving up, but don't. You deserve what you are working towards. So as you're doing the work though, right, how do you stay motivated? So that's where step four comes in, how to stay motivated. It can be extremely hard, especially when a lot of us are used to instant gratification, right? I would work 10-hour days in the office and come home to sit and study for an additional two or three hours on top of also waking up in the morning and studying an hour before work. There's no instant gratification with multiple days of just doing that. The gratification comes after I pass my exam, of course, right? But you need to get used to not having that instant gratification when you're working on something that is a longer or bigger goal. There were so many days that I felt like giving up and throwing the towel in, grabbing that bottle of wine, and binge-watching The Bachelor, but I didn't. And the little things that have kept me motivated is having inspirational quotes in my study space. So I have a few quotes up right here in front of my desk, and one of my favorite ones is, nothing happens overnight. The work that you're putting in now will always pay off in the future. And that's from Tara Mackey when she was on the Boss Babe podcast. And that's also another thing is I would listen to podcasts with female entrepreneurs and that would kind of fire me up, right? Because I would hear about their stories and their struggles and their failures and everything that they worked so hard to that it wasn't an easy, simple walk in the park. Two of my favorite podcasts are Boss Babe and there was Skim from the Couch. I believe it's called From 9 to 5 now. So just listening to other inspirational people, anyone who's maybe working in your field, who you can relate to that journey knowing, you know what? Yes, I'm not the only one going through this and this is making me stronger. Another thing with the podcasts, how they were such a major help for me was I needed to hear what these other women were going through because I started to imagine myself on these podcasts and sharing my story and how I achieved my dreams. And hopefully one day, very soon, I will be able to have a podcast episode now on my podcast about how I achieved everything to achieve my dream of having my own architecture firm. And of course, when you're working towards something that lights you up, then there are going to be challenges and struggles and there are going to be things that come towards you or come into the path that 
do make you question, is this something that you want? But you have to look at those things as test to see, is this what you really want? Is this what your focus is? Is this what your dharma, your soul's purpose is? And I think when there's been a few people I read about who passed all these exams on their first try, and of course, in those moments, I'm reading those posts and I'm just like, oh, lucky, like, how did you get through all of that? But you can't compare your journey to anybody else's because you are on your own unique journey. And my journey includes 13 failures, but it has really made me work harder and really know that I am going to be so happy when all of this is behind me, but it really was a character building experience. I've really learned a lot about myself through all of this. We've talked about how to stay motivated and as you're working hard and you're putting in the work and you're staying motivated, one of the most important steps to also remember is self-care. You may be trying to redeem yourself and prove that you can do it, But if you're not taking care of yourself, you will burn out. So take the time, even if it's a half hour to reset, just to take that self-care. It can be something like taking a bath with candles and listening to music and journaling or going for a walk or working out, getting on my mat, especially for me, that's a huge thing. Getting on my yoga mat is part of my self-care. And also walking around in nature or going and grabbing a coffee with a friend. Whatever it is that that self-care is, it is so important because you can keep working, hustling, doing the work. But remember, taking time to take care of yourself. Rewarding yourself is so important. One of the things I started to do is when I have some of my practice tests leading close up to my exam is I set a goal for myself and I say, okay, if I get this percentage or more, I'm going to buy myself a little something. And usually it can be, it's been something very small. One time I saw this really cute dress on Poshmark and I thought, okay, If I get more than X percent on this practice test, I'm going to buy myself that dress. And if that's something that can keep you motivated and keep you going, that's great. These little forms of rewarding yourself. I also, what I do is after I do pass an exam, I buy myself a gift. I treat myself for something, whether it's a massage or some little gift to myself that shows, yes, I did a great job because I kind of started this gift giving thing to myself also too is looking at how many exams I had to pass and at the beginning it was very hard to imagine having my license, right? Having that paper that says I'm a licensed architect. And now the closer I am to it, the more excited and the more I can envision it and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But at the beginning, at the start of it, I thought, oh, it seems so far away. I need these little things to kind of keep me going and reward myself because you should be able to reward yourself. All right. And lastly, step six is your support system. And I think this is the most important piece of your path to success. 
So when you think about it, when you hear actors and actresses at award ceremonies, they're always thanking their significant others, family, friends, colleagues, while accepting their awards. And that's because it makes a world of a difference when you are working on your dreams and you have that support behind you. When I first started out studying for my exams, I was not in a good place in my life. My work, home, and relationship were all of these negative clouds that hung around me. And it wasn't until I met Jesse, someone who has helped me start to achieve my goals of passing the exams and many other goals, he has been the best support system. He actually, the first exam he helped me study for, I passed on my first try. It felt so great knowing someone had my back and was there cheering me on. Also, and just, Jesse's going to get a lot of praise here for sure, is when I study, he takes over the housework. He helps me study by doing flashcards with me and, of course, is a shoulder to cry on when I feel like giving up. Jesse is also there to keep me accountable because I know he's putting things on hold for me so I can study. And that's another key element is finding someone to hold you accountable is really, really important because there's days when I don't feel like studying or I'd rather scroll on Instagram a few more minutes than getting back to my reading. But I know that Jesse's putting my needs in front of his. And so I need to show up and do the work, be held accountable because I am working hard for also both our futures. And so the support you have can also give you that extra boost that you need. So find a person or someone you can have that will keep you accountable towards your goals, someone you can check in with. It could be a group of friends. You could all meet every other week and talk about your goals and make sure you are all moving forward because your teacher keeps you accountable. Did you do your homework? No? Well, then your grade suffers. They give you a bad grade. Or do you have to study for a test because you need that for your grade? But when you're an adult and you're working towards a goal, sometimes you can forget that there's no one to hold you accountable because there isn't someone going, you need to get all these exams done so you can get licensed or you're not going to pass this chapter of your life or something like that. There's no one to hold you accountable there. And so when you find someone who in a loving way keeps you accountable, it makes the world of a difference. So there you have a few of my tips on how to make failure your bitch. It can be a tough road to achieve your goals. There will be tears, long hours, and struggling days. But if you do the work and keep moving forward, you will make it. You will do it. I have faith in you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of From the Honeycomb. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up. Or if possible, I would love if you could rate and review my podcast and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. And if you do like my podcast episode or you do follow me, send me a screenshot to honeycombblog at gmail.com. I'll provide a link for that email in the show notes. And when you send me a screenshot, I will send you a special meditation I recorded for you, especially my follower, as a thank you for following me and liking my podcast. Thank you so much and see you next Friday.